0: Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer. And be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to session 245 of Selling the Couch. Hope you're having an awesome day. So today's podcast session is a little bit different than the typical podcast session. I'm actually talking with a former private practitioner. My guest is Haley Hansen and Haley is based in Phoenix, Arizona. Her website is at Haley com. And our topic today is when a traditional talk therapy practice is not for me. Period. I actually I don't know why I just said period, <laughs> but I've actually been wanting to do an episode like this for a while because launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. I know that as, you know, one of the most beautiful things about our profession is there are lots of different things that we can do with the skill sets that we acquire. And sometimes many of us feel like... We want to do things outside of the box and we want to do it in an ethical way and all of those different things, but we struggle with that, right? And whether it's giving permission to ourselves, whether it is the stigma that we may face from others, the financial challenges, and all of those different things. And Haley was actually a licensed professional counselor and she became fascinated in bodywork healing methods through yoga. And she decided. Over the course of she actually became licensed uh I guess seven years ago now. It's LPC and then in this past January actually gave up her LPC license in order to, to pursue the calling that she was meant to do in the world. And so Haley is joining us to talk about that journey, what she learned along the way, some of the indicators that she had early on that she didn't want to build a traditional therapy practice. And then some of the things that she struggled with both internally as well as externally and how she worked through some of those and then how she ultimately narrowed down and focused on bodywork healing methods and specifically through somatic touch work before we do get to today's podcast session i just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at therapy notes for supporting today's podcast session if you guys are looking for electronic health records i would encourage you to check out therapy notes they're actually a local company based outside of Philly, so I've actually gotten to go over to their corporate headquarters, visit with the team there, get a nice tour and all of the things and One of the things therapy notes actually was started by the partner of a private practitioner. The private practitioner has a group practice, and so they tested a lot of the stuff for the group practice and then they built out therapy notes from there so it's not something that hasn't been validated. And, and so they're actively testing and figuring out stuff as well. You can learn more about Therapy Notes over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Therapy Notes. So we'll get right to today's session. Here's my conversation with Haley Hansen from Haley com. Hey, Haley, welcome to Selling the Couch.
1: Hey, Melvin, thanks for having me.
0: I'm just so excited for our conversation. We were talking about this Right before, but this is a little bit different of an episode because a lot of times I have private practitioners on the podcast, but I know that there are enough folks that are listening. Even I've like thought about it at one point or another, whether, you know, I want to diversify beyond the therapy room and whether even like I should be carrying my license forward. I mean, definitely for me right now, that definitely makes sense, but it's something I actively think about, especially as I, you know, have more. Online, kind of a presence, and and create products and services that way. So mm-hmm. I really am just uh, excited and grateful for our conversation.
1: Mm, me too. I'm excited as well. Thanks.
0: So um, you went through grad school, practicum, trainings, lots of mock therapy sessions, all of that yeah. stuff. Seeing clients, yeah. you became licensed as an LPC.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you
0: had mentioned before uh, we got started and you had told me actually beforehand as well that um, you actually discontinued your license. How recent was that?
1: Yes, I did. So I actually surrendered my license in January. So like oh. just recently.
0: Oh, wow. This is really, really some like three, less than four months.
1: Yeah. And isn't that crazy with like the pandemic, how things is like, that feels like five years ago, but yeah, it was just like four months ago.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, this pandemic I think has stretched out things a lot. So I wanted to ask you, what was the first indicator that you didn't want to build a traditional talk therapy practice?
1: So I like thought a lot about that. And I think some of it's like, you know, 2020, like hindsight is 2020 vision. But overall, I have, my body has told me over and over, like, this is not for you. Like, this is not your path. I I graduated grad school in twenty thirteen. So I've been practicing for a while. And I actually had a private practice up and running, but I was like I had adrenal fatigue really bad. I was really depressed. I kept kind of waiting for that, like, I made it. I had made my dream. This is what I imagined. And it just never really happened, you know? So my body was just telling me over and over, like, you're sick. This doesn't feel right. This isn't for you. So.
0: And you felt like it was coming from the clinical work or was it coming from the clients or was it coming from the whole process of, you know, the business side of it, building the practice or was it some combo of both?
1: Great question. I, you know, it's been I think the clinical work, if I'm going to like really get down to it, I, I've really enjoyed a lot of my clients over the years. I've like even listened to this podcast a ton, coaching. I've done my own coaching and just like, what's my ideal client? Maybe it's my clients. Like, you know, maybe I'm not in the right niche or maybe I'm not doing the right modality. And I've tried different modalities here and there. Um, but just overall, I'm like, I just am not meant to sit on a couch and hear people's stories. Like, it's just not for my my body, my system.
0: You said your body told you, and you said two of the ways that your body told you was, you know, you had seasons of depression and then you had the adrenal fatigue. What were some of the early indicators that your, that your body was telling you like, hey, I don't know, Haley, you should be doing this?
1: Yeah. So like, I can remember, like, I just never really enjoyed it. I'd always be like, okay, I don't really like this job. And like all my friends and colleagues, like, you know, they love it. Like they love what they're doing. And at first I was like, okay, maybe it's, I'm in like a community mental health. Maybe that's just not for me. You know, some people, they thrive. That's like their place. And I'm like, okay, maybe I'll go to private practice. And and I didn't get that either. So I just started kind of just feeling like weighed down after work. I'm just super heavy. I just felt like I, my relationships were suffering in my own life. And for a while, like I thought, and even some people like suggested like, Haley, maybe it's your boundaries. Like maybe you're trying to like rescue them or like take too much on. And I really looked into that and did a lot of my own like self-searching and healing as well. And it actually just ended up being a boundary of like, oh, this isn't for me. You know what I'm saying? Like this just my body, like, what is your body telling you, Haley? So it was more like that.
0: How did you learn to listen to your body versus like, you know, the inner voices that you may have or, you know, other people telling you like, you know, Haley, you really should be doing this. You went to grad school all these years and, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of trial and error. I just eventually kind of like it was killing me not to follow my own heart and my own gut and so after a while i was i was letting i had to give myself permission to you know be a little bit different than everybody else and like you know put all those years of training and money and time and blood sweat and tears as we all know to just like okay i have to like get centered get deep and see what it's telling me
0: i am um, i like so respect your ability to do that cuz i feel like even this is something you know, I started selling the couch in 2015. And I feel like only now, even like this year, and it has been like, for me, it's been a lot of my healing work, a lot of, you know, soul searching as well, just to like, get to a point where like, I own this is something I do and love and feel passionate about, you know? Mm -hmm. Because like, I think creating like something like this, in some ways, it has felt like also like I've felt kind of isolated, you know?
1: Oh, totally. Totally. Um, and thanks for sharing that. Like, yeah, it's been an imperfect process for me too. Like, lots of trial and error, but <laughs> we got there. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, absolutely. And we're still building, right?
1: So. Yeah, exactly. Still, still on that path. So,
0: so I don't know if you struggle with this or not, but like, I'm, I'm like curious to pick your brain on this, which is, did you like struggle with like either the guilt or fear or even like kind of that, I think the sometimes the nasty side of like even our field, which is like shaming from colleagues, any of that, like as you were navigating and making this decision?
1: Totally. This is even recent too. Like we talked about, like I have worked so long to get the LPC letters behind my name and like, that's what I'm supposed to do. You know, that's what you do after you get your master's in counseling. And there was just a lot of guilt. Like I just threw away all that time and I have student loans and I have a family to help like provide for. And just like, so on like my personal side, I, I, I did, I feel a lot of guilt, but at the end of the day, I was like, I can't, I mean, and this is such a unique profession, right? Like I can't just go to work and even like, like not, this is not like a super beautiful visual, but like go to work and I'm out on the computer. I don't have to like be present. You know what I mean? It's like, you have to be really present with clients and like, you know, really have a lot of compassion and that's a lot of emotional energy. And so I just, at the end of the day was like, I have this guilt, but I can't, like, I have to balance out the, my authenticity, like my truth, my, you know, my own path you know, and then like with some colleagues, I, I, I've never had anyone like outright shame me. I've had some like side comments here and there, but I've also kind of, I don't want to say like burned bridges, but you know, maybe like lost some connections because I've been like, I'm here. Okay. No, never mind, I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm doing this. Okay. I'm not doing that. Cause it's been a journey to find out like what I'm trying to do, what I'm supposed to do, you know? So that's been tricky as well.
0: So, uh, well, thank you for even sharing that because I I feel like, yeah, it's definitely this process of exploring. It's, I think sometimes it sounds like really beautiful on paper, but it can be like really messy and hard and it can affect a lot of relationships and all of those things. I wanted to ask you about that because I do think this is something many of us struggle with, which is when we realize we don't want something or we don't you know, it's like we kind of pull back and we kind of let those relationships kind of fizzle out maybe. right? Knowing how you handled it, if you could redo it, how would you handle it differently?
1: I never did anything like, for example, I've tried different avenues. Like I did horticultural therapy at like a treatment center. I tried to do like some group work. And I always like, in my opinion, gave like great notice, you know, Hey, this isn't working out for me. I'll do it for, you know, three more months, five more months, whatever the clients need. Um, so I don't regret any of that. I don't know, Melvin, that's hard. I just, I think I've done my best. And if I could go back and maybe just know right away from grad school, like take this unique route and this will work for you better. But then I would have lost all the learning in it too. So I don't know. I don't know. That's not a very good answer to your question, but.
0: I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's an honest answer, right? And I yeah, I don't know what the, the answer is, right? Because you're right, like in an ideal world, you would have all the wisdom that you have right now. Right, and yeah. <laughs> and be able to like make the the straight line, you know, decision from grad school. But yeah, life doesn't often work like that. And especially business doesn't work like that either. So I appreciate you like being open and honest about that. You said something earlier, you said you wanted to do things differently right? Mm-hmm. And, and like how, I guess, we would approach private practice, or we would even approach like building a business. What attracted you to body work healing methods through yoga?
1: So I have been an athlete my whole life. I've always been really like pulled towards just like sports and running, yoga, all those things. And I actually even learned kinesthetically, you know, like, if people talk to me, Visually, I'm pretty good, but like if I can do it with my body, I'm like, I got it, you know? Um, And so with all of like, like, kind of, like I said, the path, I'm really interested in trauma work. Like I am a healer, but within that, I started the body work like with EMDR. And I got some training with that. And then kind of like I said earlier, like with my own experience in like practicing yoga for five, 10 years, all my exercise just in my own life. It just like centers me, grounds me. It's mindful. I'm able to like really connect and heal that way for myself. And I was like, okay, this has got to be something not just for me, you know? So kind of just like, kind of like I said on the path, like one step at a time, figuring out, oh, this works. And let's see where this can take me for like doing the yoga quote unquote therapy or yoga healing, stuff like that.
0: So I guess maybe I should take a step back because I actually don't fully know what it is. And maybe you can explain this to me. What exactly is like body work healing methods? I think I have assumptions, but I want to like really know from your perspective.
1: Totally. So like, let's just say in like typical grad school, it's like top down healing. So your top cognitive work, you go from the brain and then you go, you know, down to heal that way. Body work is you start at the body. And you kind of work your way that way. You're not working so much with thoughts, but more like sensations, letting the body complete um, certain things it needs to complete. Or you know, we have muscle memory on how to do certain activities. Our muscles hold memory of trauma. So working with the body to help heal trauma in that way.
0: That's so interesting. It sounds like you're way more of an athlete than I am, but I've played basketball and stuff my whole life.
1: Wonderful. So
0: I I get the muscle memory and all of that stuff. Yeah. Is there again? These are like really not you questions, but is there like so within bodywork healing methods? Like you know, like in therapy, there's like EFT and CBT and you know, person-centered approaches and feminist approaches. Like, are there like certain things that you can get trained in, like within that, or how does that work?
1: Yeah, great question. From what I understand, like so. EMDR, I mean, we all know that that's kind of like using bilateral stimulation to work with trauma within the body. Um, And then in other modalities, like I've, I've looked up a lot of different things to kind of try and find my own place, but like there's something called authentic movement where people use dance to heal. I know there's like TRE, trauma release exercise and somatic experiencing by Peter Levine and just like a lot of those modalities that can like go into healing with the body and how it moves and functions and works and things like that.
0: That's really cool. So I know it's still early on in the research and you know, you're trying to figure out this stuff, but any of them like that have kind of resonated or you're like, oh my gosh, this is cool. I still want to do this or learn more about this.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like in my own healing, I've done SE myself and I'm like, this is really cool. But SE, you do it with traditional talk psychotherapy and I'm like, I'm not about the talking. It just, I can't do it. So I am actually in the middle of a training it's called somatic touch work and it's basically like, it's like a massage table and then the client is fully clothed and you're working with the nervous system through like safe touch to help the body complete certain things. So like, let's say what I just work on, like adrenals and adrenal fatigue actually, or hormones that are off balance. It can work with the body to help like complete or finish what it never got to, like if there was some traumatic event or the body got stuck in some like stressful mode and couldn't get out. So it's based off somatic experiencing, but yeah, somatic touch work is what I'm doing and I'm loving it. It's so cool.
0: That's so cool. Even when you're talking about it right now, like I... feel it in your voice, like how excited and, you know, just, and I feel like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like I'm like, and I genuinely mean this, like, I'm I'm happy for you that you found something that you like, you know, like your soul sings when you hear about it. Right. And you can talk about it. And it was just cool. I just wanted to share, like, I could even hear the inflection in your voice when you started talking about the somatic touchwork.
1: Yeah, thank you, and thank you so much for seeing that and validating that. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. So, like, it feel it does. I it just is like like angels from heaven, voice singing. You know, I just I'm like, yes, found something I like. So, thank you.
0: Yeah. So again, we're in like this crazy like time, right, with the COVID epidemic. Mm-hmm. So again, I don't know. There's a practical question, but like, so somatic touch work. There's a lot of like touch involved. Having to. Yeah. Like, Yeah. Right. So how do you, have you like looked into like how other practitioners are doing this, like in atypical or out of the box ways, especially given the, what we're dealing with right now?
1: All I know, Melvin, I think a lot of people are just like pumping the brakes right now. I do know some practitioners, they can do it like in like via Zoom, Skype, whatever. I just know about enough about myself. I like feel the energy in the room. I can, I like, I need to be there in person. So I'm like, unfortunately just totally paused i had to like refer clients away and just like i have to you know i can't touch you right now literally social distancing so
0: yeah hopefully a a vaccine and treatment comes sooner than later but again i appreciate the fact i mean even though it had to be such a hard decision because on one hand it's like the business side of it right and then yeah safety side and then like how do you balance those two and you know
1: I know it's crazy. It's crazy. I just, I've just, it's really interesting too, Melvin because for so many years I was like, no, I'm going to keep my LPC because then worst case scenario, if something happens, I can get on insurance panels, you know, I'll do that. And then, you know, I let my, I surrendered my license in January and then this happens, you know, like, and I just am choosing to like trust, like, you know, even though I have found what works for me and like, I have to like pump the brakes right now and really put things on hold. I'm just going to trust it. Like, cause that timing's really odd to me, you know? Yeah. Just for like my own little self promise and then letting it go and doing the next right thing for myself. And then it was like, oh, never mind, I can't do it right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is like, yeah. I mean, but like in many ways, like mad props for, you know, having the resilience to be like, you know, this is my path, you know?
1: Oh, thank you. And I actually am super blessed. My husband still has his job, work from home, you know, so it's not like I'm the sole provider. So I appreciate that.
0: No, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that then that definitely helps, you know? Yeah. I wanted to ask you just a little bit more as we kind of wrap up here, just a little bit more about the business side of this. Like, what are some of the ways that like unique ways that you market this like for you? I mean, you know, do you talk to other like therapists in traditional private practices? Do you go to doctor's offices? Are you on like, are you live streaming? Like what what are you doing?
1: I love that question. So I have, I've listened again, a lot to this podcast. I've taken some like online trainings for marketing all the things and I have found especially because now I don't have the multiple relationships necessarily with my Now my work that I do, you know, I don't hear people's stuff I just we just you know do the body work and the yoga. I just market through friends I can ethically do body work on my friends like even colleagues if they're interested and then they like, I'm just doing a lot of word of mouth. So it's funny, like I did full circle, like I did all this online streaming, you know, a year or two ago, and I did Instagram and I did all this stuff. And now I'm just kind of going back to word of mouth. And it's been really working too for me. So
0: yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's funny you say that because like, I think that's one of the biggest pearls of wisdom, just through all of these podcast episodes, that you know social media and all of these unique ways they they do present us some neat ways to to market. They do, but at the same time, like marketing is ultimately about human connection and just right. that local outreach. You know, reaching out to your circle, even if you know you can't like license wise, you. You know, some if you're listening and you can't see some like a friend, for example, for therapy, but just the fact of like people within in their realm, right, that they could then right. share about your services too.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. And like one thing I love about the touch work and even the yoga, like yoga, you hold a space for people's bodies to do the work and the healing, right? And it's kind of the same with touch work. Like if someone comes into me for a car accident trauma again, like I'm not going into a deep psycho, you know, path of knowing their inner demons, whatever. We're just letting their, holding the space, letting their body heal. So I feel really good about just like working through friends and stuff, because does that make sense? Like I'm not, yeah, I'm holding a different space for them. So.
0: Yeah. Right. You're holding a different space for them. And then practically like ethically and all of that stuff, you're in accordance
1: with, with the current standards that you have. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's been freeing fun for me.
0: So really random, like curious question. So you mentioned like yeah. car accidents, right? Like that mm-hmm. would be a very interesting niche, right? So folks, yeah. are, you know. So have you thought about like even niching even further down at all, or is it still kind of like brainstorming, like you know?
1: You know, I have there I've got a couple like totally random ones, but I'll still share them with you because I think they're really exciting. Okay, so I have three things. One is like a birth, like traumatic birth. And working with mamas and babies, and like maybe some babies can't latch breastfeeding, or they have like colic. And I, I've it's like my next training I'm doing, but it's like because my training split up in like five different modules. But so, so, anyways, like it's like working with the baby's nervous system to help like regulate them with their attachment, which I think is really cool.
0: That is really interesting.
1: I also am interested in like working with athletes and like concussions and like other athletic injuries and like. Helping their body kind of complete what it needed to and then get back into, like I said, I'm a big sports person. So I think that'd be fun.
0: That's so cool.
1: Thank you. And then the final one that I am interested in is like, I just swear, Melvin, like I know so many people with like chronic migraines or IBS or, you know, like the psychosomatic or maybe not even psychosomatic stuff that just like doesn't have answers. And I'm just like totally ready to go down a rabbit hole and just like see if this can help with that.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Those are like all any one of those like areas are just so cool. I mean, I think there's so much like, I don't know, neat potential with it. Maybe a couple of years from now, we can touch base back and kind of do a recheck in and see how, you know, where where all of this is cool. Because I think this is so cool that you're starting now and then, you know, like where this will all evolve. So
1: yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'd love to. I'm excited. I mean, again, it's like one step at a time. Who knows I might do something totally different, but that's kind of where I'm at today. So
0: <laughs> yeah, no, sounds good. Haley, I really am just so grateful for you. Where can we learn more about you and, and the awesome work that you're doing in the world?
1: Mm, thank you. I'm grateful for you. I am online, haleyhansenhealing.com. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and the, it's the at Haley Hansen Healing.
0: And I will put that on the show notes page which you guys can find over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number two four five Haley, thank you again for doing this and have a great rest of your day.
1: Mm, thank you Melvin. you too see ya
0: bye Hey there hope you enjoyed my conversation with Haley and especially if you've been trying to think of some different ways that to think outside the box of what you can do with our profession and just with your skill set, I hope that today's podcast session has just been helpful and encouraging for you, I alluded to this on the interview, but you know truth be told, I think one of the things that i've really struggled even with selling the couch is you know i've you know fortunately am doing some very out of the box things right in terms of creating a podcast, creating online courses, and doing webinars and creating membership sites and online directories and a bunch of other stuff. And it's been hard for me in many ways. I've really had to find a group of, you know, a couple of folks, You, if you're listening, you know who those you are, who I really trust and just has been encouraging because at times, although it hasn't been too much, at times it has been hard, especially just, you know, some of the the feedback and all of those things that, that you know, other folks, even though they may be well-meaning that you know they're they're giving. So I hope, especially if you're in a season like that, this episode has been helpful and encouraging for you. Haley mentioned a number of resources. Again, they're on the show notes page over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 245. And Haley's website is again at haleyhansenhealing.com. As we wrap up, again, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Therapy Notes for just being supporters of the podcast, not just for this session and even this month, but for here for the last couple of years, Therapy Notes is electronic health records that I encourage you to check out, especially if you've been thinking about transitioning to electronic health records. One of the really, really cool things, and this is just like a very subtle thing, but like a super powerful thing, is Therapy Notes actually has automated client appointment reminders. So you can actually set up within the client therapy portal. Clients can then um, receive automatic text, phone, and email uh, email appointment reminders. And you get to choose the best way to reach your client. And so stuff like that, you know, it reduces no-shows and last-minute cancellations and just overall in terms of other overhead expenses, right? And uh, helps you just become a more efficient and boundaried private practitioner. You can learn more about Therapy Notes and the awesome services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash therapy notes. Have a great rest of your week, and I will see you next time. Bye. Hey, friends, we are on sabbatical from the STC podcast. This is my first sabbatical in seven years, but we will be back in April with brand new episodes of the STC podcast. In the meantime, there are a lot of things happening still with STC. Uh, Among them is a brand new workshop that we put together for you that you can sign up at a date and time that works for you. If you are a successful private practitioner and interested in launching an online course, you can check out that workshop over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop. Again, that's sellingthecouch.com forward slash online course workshop.